on May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. All right, welcome back, niggas and friends. You know what this shit is. Getting right back into the game. I am JB Smooth. And I am Hallie Bailey. This is The Read. Thank you for coming back. Thank you indeed. And welcome. Here in the month of May, gearing up to Mm -hmm. have corporations lie to us about pride in Juneteenth. That's right. It's just Can't around wait. the river bend. Sure is. For now, let's start with uh, our regular programming, our Black Excellence. This week, it goes out to a man named Christian Cooper, who some of you may remember as uh, the handsome bird watching Black man who recorded uh, mm. a white woman in Central Park who threatened to call the police on him or was calling 911 because she felt he was threatening her by asking her to leash her dog (laughs) because it was the rules in that part of uh, Central Park. Um, She got dragged by the internet and beyond, um, Mm -hmm. as was deserved. I would say she deserved much more than that. And um, here we are now in the here and today of things, Mr. Cooper. Oh, like the TV show. Mr. Cooper <laughs> is going to uh, star in and host his own show on National Geographic. Oh, TV wow. OK. Called Extraordinary Birder. And this is going to take viewers into the wild, wonderful and oh unpredictable world of birds. <laughs> And we're not just talking about the fashion of the section of your favorite club's line. We're talking about real living avian creatures. Yeah. According to the Washington Post, the network says whether braving stormy seas in Alaska for puffins, which are cute, trekking into rainforests in Puerto Rico for parrots, also cute, adorable, or scaling a bridge in Manhattan. What? Like pigeons? (laughs) 
<laughs> Sailing a bridge in Manhattan for a peregrine falcon. They got oh, I don't even know what that is, Shannon. You should have. Sounds very majestic. It does. He does whatever it takes to learn about these extraordinary feathered creatures and show us the remarkable world in the sky above. Uh, he told Facebook, okay. I'm looking forward to putting a spotlight on these amazing creatures and the extraordinary birders who love them and work to protect them. Mm, yay, amazing. So, show this man some love when his show comes out to National Geographic TV and learn all about birds and wings and the talons and beaks. Yeah. And all kinds of animal creatures from around the world and stuff. Yeah. Good for that, brother. You know, I always felt like, I mean, despite the rest of the way that story went down, that white woman was out of pocket from the very beginning. And so really this whole him getting a TV show or whatever kind of show this is like, this took way too long to happen as far as I'm concerned. But good for you. Go ahead and teach us about this shit because Lord knows we don't be paying attention. Yeah. Like Peregrine Falcon, I've never ho- heard those words together. Like, I've never heard that term in my life till just now. So, yeah. <laughs> Teach me something, sir. Congratulations to you. Oh, it just kind of looks like a falcon. Yeah, but I mean, what I, I don't know. I think it's very fast based off what I've Googled, but couldn't really tell you anything other than that. Like, it looks like a scary bird, really. I think it's pretty. Okay. Fuck with it then. I don't want to get anywhere near it. I just think that it's <laughs> nice to look at. He looked like a killer to me. Like, bitch, don't don't fucking try me. <laughs> I mean, if they live in Manhattan. Because I'll right, that's what I'm saying. Like, this nigga is one and a half feet long and yet be running Manhattan. Like, nah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. He sound crazy to me, but yeah. Shout out to these birds and and Just shout out to that person. man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that, friend. Oh. Yeah. Right. Hey, y'all! This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work life balance can be tough. Okay, if anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. 
Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. OK, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. All right. Well, this week in our pop culture segment, Hot Tops, Dick and Tail, Rescue Rangers. We're going to start with wow. um, okay. the news that one Robin Rihanna Fenty has popped, officially giving mm-hmm. birth to what the streets are saying is a baby boy, May 13th, which would make them a Taurus. Yeah. Um. I saw a lot of y'all reacting to this because apparently Rihanna had been shopping for girl clothes or something like that, like baby clothes, mm-hmm. and photographed doing it. And so the streets feel like, okay, so she basically uh, played us to our yeah. faces. Yeah, no, she did that on purpose. <laughs> I know she wanted to buy baby clothes for a friend. I mean, or just because, like, clothes don't have gender and her baby can wear whatever, like, or just to fuck with y'all and throw y'all off, like, to fuck with us, I should say. Like, it was, I don't, I don't, I'm not super, like, committed to the idea that she was buying baby clothes because her baby had a certain set of genitals. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think about it that deeply. I just feel like she was happy to be pregnant and she was out here doing whatever for her child. People Magazine says that a source tells them Rihanna is healthy the baby is healthy and she's just in awe of him she really is was so excited to be pregnant she loved it meaning her son was was of course extremely special too the source also says rihanna barely leaves his side she's a fantastic mom she wanted to give birth in la since she has a big house (laughs) with a yard and she enjoys sitting outside with her baby now i feel like Okay. <laughs> 55 to 60% of this is true just based on the fact that, like, duh. Yeah. Oh, she is a big house with a yard. She wanted to give birth and sit with her baby, and she never leaves. Duh, bitch. She loves him. Most people okay. who give birth don't leave their newborn side in the first few can't. weeks. Like, that's not... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not really you're not really breaking news here but like the girls who are at rihanna's house are texting her and getting photos and videos in the group chat and stuff like that not talking to fucking people right like y'all need to stop playing yep the source says rihanna's a great mom she never leaves her newborn side she's just in awe oh wow bitch i'm groundbreaking The baby sleeps sometimes and then wakes up others. Rihanna has, has changed the diaper. Right. Like, come on, man. Like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, leave us alone with that. But I'm Did you sure. See she posted 
those pictures there was pictures that TMZ posted was like Rihanna caught for the first time in West Hollywood since having the baby or whatever. Rihanna posted a caption oh, under the picture was like that was weeks ago. LOL. <laughs> like quit playing with me. Like yes. y'all this is gonna be know what the fuck y'all talking about. Bro. Yeah. Right. They'll say anything and they probably just mad that they didn't get the scoop when she gave birth. But I mean, honestly, don't know if they did or didn't. But either way, I'm happy for her. I'm glad that the baby had a safe delivery earth side. I pray for this child and they entire generation, because if we fucked, Lord knows y'all are. But (laughs) I want the best for her and her child and. Yeah, she, I'm, I mean, like the whole, oh, Rihanna's a great mom. She never leaves. Like, what you mean never? This baby is like 10 days old. Ain't no never. Like, <laughs> everybody just calm down, inhale, exhale, unclench, and let this woman and her new family be as they adjust to this And you want edition. me to believe that you're a source? You tell me that that fucking baby ate. An entire roti and doubles. Okay, with, with no, no, and you tea. know better than that. You Week know better one. than that. you tell me that. That's when I know. Okay, you might have somebody on the inside. <laughs> Absolutely not. That nigga is guzzling okay. breast milk or formula just like the rest of them. <laughs> you tell me that baby Taurus has completely chowed down on an entire plate of curry goat, and I'm like, all right. I am glad that she had a Taurus, though. I am glad she had a Taurus because Taurus is, because Taurus is notoriously are obsessed with material. Yeah, no, notorious, notoriously obsessed with, (laughs) with like, um, you know, they like nice things. They like rich shit. They like comfortable shit. They like material goods. Tauruses love opulence. They love glamour. They love rich bitch shit. Give a fuck about a nigga. Like, that is very big Taurus energy. So, Mm. (laughs) this baby, I think, has the perfect parents for their son, son. And, yeah, just happy for them and him and hope that they all get to thrive together. One big happy family. Yeah. Yep. They probably stay out of jail. Absolutely. I wasn't going to say that part, but glad you did. Yeah, you know, we we praying for the yeah, cinnamon girls. We are. Um, Brandy, I guess, is keeping the Jack Harlow meme going as oh, she no. has uh, recently dropped a freestyle. Oh, no. This? I don't Okay. But B Rocka. B Rocka, Brandy's rap alter ego, yeah. has resurfaced. Um, the cancellation of queens can't keep a queen down. Please, because that was such a pertinent moment for me in the song. I wish you had not said that. <laughs> of all the lines, I wish you had not said that one, but okay. So we talked about Jack Harlow being all white and not Ooh, knowing that Brandy and Ray J are literally brother and sister and have been famous for their talents as well as their familial ties mm-hmm. since before anybody even knew who Jack Harlow was, possibly Correct. before he was a glint in his mammy's eye. That's not how Correct. that works. Um, 
Why do they always say a glint in your dad's eye? Why can't she be a glint in your mama's eye? Um, I, I'm not sure, actually. I was about to say maybe it's because, like, your mama knows that you're hers, but your daddy don't. But I don't think that's the right saying for that. Sounds right. I think that one is, like, mama's baby daddy's maybe. <laughs> mm. But, but... Yeah, I mean, I think it's what I've heard is twinkle in your mama's eye before you was a twinkle in your mama's eye. Oh. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's I've different. Heard that. Yeah. Well, but, what twinkle sounds too feminine? Oh. sounds super. Uh, oh, r- God. Rich. That probably is it. Oh, how whack. <laughs> that's probably it. But yeah. Yeah, that's what I've heard, honestly. So. Here Fuck we are. Man. Here, yep. And here we are, regardless, with actual legends beefing with 20 something year old white Fuck boys. Now, was that necessary? Throwing your own things on the ground? <laughs> Link is in my lap. Like, what? Wait, I was wait. Gonna hey, say, whoa, Link whoa, is whoa, to... whoa. <laughs> so Link is about to come in, like, whose house are you fucking up? <laughs> Hi, baby. Hi. Oh, you actually like you didn't just... Okay, because we hung out. She peed like, on we, the rug today. Oh, damn. Was she I mad because you didn't give her... Shit. You didn't give her none of... You didn't give her no Pokeball? Probably. <laughs> and so she's been shitting. Because <laughs> <laughs> she really... I didn't even... I just want you to know, I didn't give that to her. She stole it off the table. Yeah, no, I believe you. <laughs> Some rice fell on the rug. So I picked it up and put it on the table so I could throw it away. And she just came home and just... She's literally a child. She <laughs> is like, oh, you're not my mama. So I'm going to yeah, do what I want. She was like, oh, because you're wasting you good rice. <laughs> so, oh, well. And I didn't know to punish I know. her. I thought it was a fun game. So, you know, I kept giving her rice. <laughs> so it's my fault, but... Hey girl. Hey girl. You remember? No, she don't. All right. It's fine. <laughs> so Brandy released a song, a scathing uh rap freestyle over Jack Ooh. Harlow's current single, First Class, which samples another white woman we allowed to rap named uh Fergie on her mm-hmm. song Glamorous which I forget is not luxurious by another white woman we allowed to rap named that's right Bonnie. correct oh anyway the song was great um I kind of wish she had just did this um mm. you know it's been like a I don't know two weeks or so since this Jack Harlow clip came out I don't really care no more but mm-hmm. Um, I believe IMO Brandy did what she said she would do. I think that her version of the song is better than his. And um, well, <laughs> there's that, and that's there. So I don't really know what to do with it. Um, well, I will say that. When I first heard Brandy's verse on this song going around. Like, literally, as soon as I pressed play, I said, oh, no, what is this? Oh, God. Oh, no, this is happening. Oh, no, she's really doing this. 
And then I thought, oh, God, this sounds like something they would have performed on Queens. And then that's when yeah. she gave the Queens line, like, Queens is canceled, but you can't cancel a queen. And I said, oh, God, oh, no. So this is getting worse. And so um, I did not like it. I did not. <laughs> I did not like the verse. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. did not think it was done very well, but so many people were like, oh my gosh, she ate him up that I was like, let me go listen to first class. And that's when I yeah. understood like, yes, yeah. compared to what Jack Harlow did, this was very good. This was incredible. This was mind blowing. She absolutely ate that nigga, chewed him up and spit him out, regurgitated and, fully. And because let's dissect that. It's so bad. Like the the original version of this song, the Jack Harlow version of this song, is very not good to the point where Brandy hopping in and giving her auntie bars about you don't know me and I'm a queen from Queens. Right. How dare you try to cancel a queen and the great who can't be canceled even though Queens was canceled? Like, <laughs> let me tell y'all about Reagan and the stock market of '88. Like, girl, what are you doing? Like, I we don't care, but. I remember when the Sugar Hill Gang was just the group. <laughs> Y'all know about Lisa Lisa. Like, we don't. Uh, Stop this. Uh, so I was really confused until I heard Jack Harlow's song. And then I was like, oh, this is why niggas is hype. Because it is. Brandy's verse is much, much better than what Jack Harlow put out there for y'all to listen to. I'm not even a Jack Harlow hater in terms of his musical ability. I think yeah. the boy can rap just fine. Um, yeah. I don't like that song. I don't understand why it's a single. So it's kind of like I'm not even shocked that she slid on it. Yeah, it's the sample. But dissecting it, it's like getting to what you just delivered. Mm-hmm. Here comes this white boy who gave yep. y'all this song that <laughs> yep. is booty butt cheeks to me, I mean just I again I am a, he has songs I like this is not one of them and it's currently sitting on the top of his like charts and, and wow. songs and so like it's like performing really well probably because it's his like current single it's the, maybe. it's the sample it's got to be because it's a sample and here comes this black woman that he barely knew existed who basically came and ate him up for fun and then went back to doing her motherfucking business. Yeah. It's just like, it says a lot about the culture and the yeah. way that the culture is being uh, monetized and um, yep. digested and stuff these days. But Yeah, and I would rather look at it... I mean, I would really rather look at it like that than just as... Because I feel like that's a more fair way of looking at it. Like I said, when I first heard the verse, I had not heard the Jack Harlow song. So all I thought was, God, this is terrible. <laughs> but then when I heard <laughs> But then when I heard Jack, I was like, Oh, I see why you niggas <laughs> are going up. <laughs> I, but I didn't I, was like, oh, I don't oh. like it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, you know I have to force myself yeah. to listen to certain things all the way through because if I start to get like secondhand embarrassment, I will cut it off because I can't handle it. Me. So yeah, so that was literally me. Once once I I had the thought about Queens 
And then she gave the Queen's line. I was like, oh, I want to turn this off so bad. But you can't like after Queen's, you can't really hear Brandy rap without thinking. It sounds that. exactly like Queen's, but it sounds yeah. like literally a song the whole group would have done. And she was rapping prior to that. B yeah. Rock was was Yeah, she sure a was prior to that. That's I mean, true. That's true. Never quite Mm-mm. didn't curl over it. and for a great reason. <laughs> but but Brandy, it's not even like, I mean, you know what? I think, to be honest, for me, it's whatever brain bias I have with like, I'm so used to you singing, 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 and then it's like you're rapping now and, I, and my brain has to be like, what? Like, not many people can just jump on either side mm-hmm. of the fence for me and it really worked. Lauren... Yeah was one of the few people who I was like, I don't give a fuck which side of the coin you're giving me. Singing, rapping, I know I'm going to yeah. be great. To this day, like, even when Drake starts singing, a lot of times I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, here we <laughs> go. Like, uh, With the, here, here you go, go right. again, right. <laughs> you <laughs> know, yeah. I'm so accustomed to him doing both singing and rapping at this point, but... Okay. Yeah, with Brandy, it's like, I feel the same way that you do in terms of just settling into her as a rap uh, personality. Mm-hmm. But did she still steal off on his ass on his own song the way that she says she would? I have to say yes. Yep, I do too. I would have never, ever thought that just based off her verse. But when you compare the two, she absolutely did. Completely beat his ass. We so tired of white people. This young man went on to this goddamn radio show and didn't know Brandy and, and Ray J were brothers, and we have been flaming his ass <laughs> up out of hearing his ass ever since. Not brothers, but yes. y'all like the rap Fred Savage up until this point. What's he? <laughs> and I think a lot of them like I don't have no issue with. I forgot the white boy's name. That fast Jack Harlow. I don't have no issue with that little Jacqueline. white nigga. My issue is that, like, you let Brandy eat you up like that on the track, which just, I think, further proves her point. The fact that this 43-year-old woman did jump on a track and absolutely destroy you on your own fucking shit that just came out, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> you ought to be I ashamed. I would have done this in person, like, very... Oh, yeah. Should have been an official remix. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. battled in the middle of a foot locker. Yeah, I would have appreciated that. For sure. Or like an Ulta. <laughs> what? Like around the eyeliner? <laughs> yeah. Like okay. in front of a Sabaro. Somewhere in the mall. God bless it either way. Shout out to Brandy. Because I at first I was like, sister, I feel like this is an L for no good reason. And then I was like, ooh, maybe it's not. Candy Burrus was on um, Watch What Happens Live and playing one of Andy Cohen's little weird-ass games. And they were talking about verses and who would win in verses and stuff like that. And when they pulled up Escape and Destiny's Child, Lil John and, and uh, mm. Candy said that Escape would win. And to that, I have to say, lies and tricks and folly, folly, folly. <laughs> Never in a day. I'm so Candy, sorry. Candy, I love you to, to I'm bits. so sorry. I really love you. Mm-hmm. Beyonce, sweetie. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. 
I'm sorry. No, but I feel like Candy and I mean Candy, I understand more than Lil John. Maybe John did it because you know he right there with her. It's Atlanta. They're a certain, yeah, they're of a certain age. But baby, when you look at the hits and the vocals, there's simply no way. (laughs) There's there's either way you slice it. Destiny Child three or four takes that. (laughs) They take it every time. Like y'all are trying it. I mean, honestly, I'm not even going to give candy too much fire over this you know what i'm saying like i me said either. Lil John this was is like, andy's escape, fault escape escape this is absolutely andy's fault he's the worst <laughs> and you know we've been down to the watch what happens live they give yeah. you a shot downstairs before they do. you even get your <laughs> they get you good and drunk <laughs> to go upstairs they sit you down and waiting or whatever and literally give you an iv <laughs> with rum and tequila in it and then like <laughs> Yeah, when you you're a bartender, that's real alcohol back there. Like, you can drink. Sweet. <laughs> you Sweet. can drink. Every sir. commercial break, they top you up. <laughs> Everyone's loaded. They do. Everybody. I want you to they know do. it. And Everyone if, in the room is drunk. Even if everybody was sober, I don't... I'm not mad at Candy for picking her own group. I was going to say that. Like, what are we... Like... I yeah, mean, I'm a, of course I'm going to be like, yeah, put the read up against anybody, bitch. I don't give a fuck. You can put the read up against this American Joe life. Rogan, I'm going to be like, it's yeah, us, us, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Me, bitch. I get it. Right. It's I like on too. Jocelyn's pet. Cabrera, <laughs> oh, no, when she was it. like, she asked that one bitch like, oh, you think you look better than Beyonce? And the girl was like, yes. I do. Like, what right. she was to say, no. <laughs> yeah, She's I incorrect, mean, but yes. like, let the girl believe in herself. But Jocelyn was offended, like, bitch, how dare you say that about me? Like, Immediately, trying to make TV with her whack ass. That bitch supposed to say I'm ugly? Yeah, I mean, according to Jocelyn, yeah, she definitely was supposed to be okay, not next to Beyonce. But I'm not mad at nobody for picking themselves in a competition against somebody else. That's what I would have said. That's, that's all I'll say. Like, I felt like this was more of... Bravo and Andy's fault yes. than anybody else's because do you really expect Candy to be like oh let me give it to Beyonce and Kelly and Michelle like let Candy have her shit like Escape had their moment they are who they are you'll never take that away from them Destiny's Child is certainly a a, a successor of yeah. Escape like I'm not necessarily yeah. like sure. say that they like got their shit from them but. But had to have been famous. Everybody who came before us paved the way for the ones who sure. came after us. So, so like, I would have just let her have that. However, the yeah. rest of us. <laughs> I mean, what, we <laughs> what am I supposed to do when you say that to me? And then I start thinking about, come on now. Because when we talk about escape vocals, the problem is not the Scott sisters. <laughs> well, I don't know. The problem vocally with Escape is not the Scott sisters. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It is Candy. Buddy. <laughs> wow. I believe Chloe. It's Candy and it's uh what's her name? Blue Contact. Tanisha's. What's her name? Tamika Cottle. Tamika, yes. It's uh uh Tiny. Tiny. Goddamn. <laughs> I call her babe. 
Tiny. Oh my god. It's, t- <laughs> it's, it's tiny and can be that are the issues vocally when it comes to escape. And then, you know, sheer number of hits, that's not something that can really be... There's not uh, even a discussion. Controlled for... Right. We're not doing that. incorrect. So, yeah. It's just wrong. I just didn't take this seriously because, of course, Candy is going to say her own group over Destiny's Child. And I respect that. I do, too. I respect that. I do. I do. Still alive. Um, (laughs) That one girl that we had talked about, Gina... Um, that was dating. Uh, Diddy apparently is no longer. She has a song out where she's saying that she's single. Girl, don't even, don't even. I don't care, sister. Don't even. (laughs) I do not care. I listen so that you don't have to. Okay. She ain't talk about nothing. Okay. They ain't talk about nothing. Okay. And honestly, again, girl. If you ain't have a savings, start a savings. <laughs> or at least plug that payment information into the Saks Fifth app. I don't even know what the fuck you were doing, hon. But this 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 music shit, these beats per minute, you can keep all that. Yeah. And you should you have been had it. one. You should have been had a savings account, a backup plan, whatever else. For when this old man decided that Crypto. he was tired of you. Because your only job was being affiliated with him so yeah okay, we should have been him, had a backup plan <laughs> we keep calling sean old how old is he's like 52 is he not that's not that old no he's old compared to these girls oh, to these yeah. girls in their 20s <laughs> i'll blast a 52 year old off if you look yeah good. 50, okay, too. but if all your girlfriends are under what 32 i'm not going to do <laughs> is get up onto Blue Ivy's yeah, worldwide lab sure and gets to fussing with the next bitch Correct. over a 52-year-old. No, 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 no. How did um Jesse J do her? No, 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 she said she blocked this nigga and everything. Like, girl. Oh, okay. Good for you, sister. You're literally gorgeous. You yeah. you can go once you've hit puffy status, you already know that like the, the niggas are out here for you. Yeah. Stack your funds. Okay. Pile yeah. up these Birkins. Sure. Keep your bottoms red. Yeah. And punch. And that's not to say what you, that that's not what you're doing, but you're doing that while also trying to get my Spotify streams and shit like that, and it's not gonna happen, good sis. So, yeah. God bless. Yeah, I mean, I don't have nothing else for her. Let that be that. Truly. Um, rapper Gunna has been denied bond in the big YSL Rico uh case taking place in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, the Fulton County DA says that T and YSL are the ones that direct violence. They direct their troops to commit acts of violence, and it seems as though they're not taking their uh, feet off them them necks. Yikes! Prosecutors say the gun is a documented gang member. 
And that, um, yikes. The judge says the, his biggest concern has been witness tampering. It's not looking good for these rap niggas. These are rap niggas. It's not looking um, good for Gunna in particular. <laughs> and like, honestly, I feel like a lot of these rappers are just affiliated with niggas that are actually tough and, and violent and murderous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they get them, you know, champagne flutes and cleavage and all of the, you know, snips and snails and puppy dog tails. All of the stuff that the young boys like, and that's what gets them um, street nigga rap star legitimacy. Yeah. And then when Keeping It Real goes wrong, you have this. Yes. I mean, I don't either, because on the one hand, I would say like 95, <laughs> not like being like, whatever you girls are talking about, I'm fucking over it. Jail? Oh, no, I'm out of here. <laughs> Y'all talking about the police? Get me gone. Fucking So like, overwhelmingly, I'm like, oh, no. This is the police. This is America. This is the criminal justice system. This is a black man. Not link over there protesting. This is. <laughs> so, like, most of it is like, ooh, and it's Georgia on top of that. They love to lock niggas up. Like, oh, they do. So, most of my feelings are in that direction. And then the rest of me is like, Oh, but I want to see the evidence that's compelling the judge to say that this nigga is a significant threat to witnesses. I want to see what they have linking him to this allegedly dangerous activity. Like, I want to hear, like, not saying that they actually have something, especially something that justifies keeping this man in jail for the rest of the year. I truly doubt that. But there is a part of me that's curious to know what they do have that is making them feel like this is necessary. Is it just that he's black? Is it just because he's famous and a rapper and everything else? Probably. Well, he's affiliated with a gang of niggas that have like real charges. No, ESL does back to school drives, okay? And that's it. That's what the rest of these niggas have been telling me. They told me ESL (laughs) doesn't do anything other than good for the community. They paint rainbows and sunshine in the goddamn sky. They make sure that all the kids have the freshest Crayola products every September. That's what you niggas said. You you niggas said East Saint Laurent never did a thing wrong in their life. All of you bitches (laughs) talking about English as a second language (laughs) should go back to school. It's not it's not the topic at hand. (laughs) Good luck. Catching up. You know, I need some <laughs> summer school night classes. I just love that Link won't rest. Link is like, y'all need to hurry up and move past this because... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I don't even know where she is. Um, so, yeah, you know what? At the end of the day, <sighs> good yeah. luck, young man. I don't yep. know what the truth is. I suppose we'll see. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I hope Chloe Bailey's got her eyes wide open. Did you see she tweeted the next day, life is hard. (laughs) I said, that's racist. 
That's wow. right. Life is hard. Life gets rough sometimes, girl. You are not wrong about that. I mean, and she might not have even been talking about that nigga getting locked up, but the timing was, ah, yeah. uh, it was just too good. And, and this is where we are. We'll see where it goes. Uh, I hope the truth comes out and I'll leave it there. Um, Kaylani's got a brand new video. For oh my God. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> Her new album is titled Blue Water Road. I quite enjoy it. I think Same. it's really good. It is. And she's got a new song called Melt. Mm-hmm. And in the video for Melt, which is one of my favorite songs on the album. Me too. She's all in love and running around Brazil being gay and pretty with her <laughs> new boo, 070 Shake, who is like, a rap sing star mm-hmm. who apparently has been linked to Kilani since last year, since October, maybe at least. Okay. Oh, they were spotted at a fashion show. They were cozied all up together on Instagram, it says. And now they're making things official with this sexy ass video. Where they're all cute and and kissy and smiley and in love. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about me, you know that I am all for love stories, especially queer love stories that don't involve a cisgender male. So, <laughs> yay! Yeah. Love wins. Yeah. I, um, I also love Kalani's album, even though so much of it is about being in love, and I don't normally love songs about being in love, but I you do. Don't. <laughs> I don't. But... I do love this. Um, even before the video came out, even before she debuted this this nigga of hers. And so watching the video, I honestly was just like, wow, I damn, I don't I mean, I yeah, I really don't know. And I don't know that I've ever felt that passionately about somebody enough to like put them out there for the world to see me claiming them. I don't think oh, I've ever yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever felt that strongly about somebody, but you know, they shot this video in Brazil and it's very like, oh, we co-directed and it's a dyke-ass oh, yeah, vision we and we're in, in white in a church. You, you and... know it, of course. It's like all these different oh, artsy-ass so shots in it. But the lyrics of the song make, make so much sense when you see this person, like the whole, our hair is yeah. exactly alike, we have the same skin and the... I want to be inside. I like, I I want to yeah. wear your skin as a suit. Like, <laughs> you get the vibe when you see the video. Um, so it's really beautiful. It really, really matches up well with the song. And I'm so happy for Kalani and, and this shake person. And, yeah, it just made me feel like, oh, you know, maybe one day. I just oh. thought I was over, like, wanting a love like that. But this is just beautiful to watch. So I can't believe you brought this up of all things. So. Well, you know I love Les. You do. You know I love a good Les. You do. Love you story. love a little she for she. <laughs> I really enjoy it. You do. And I think they're very cute together. They I are. Really loved. Like I said, I loved Kehlani's album. Um. So yeah, I'm watching that, yeah. and her baby's so cute. Oh yes, Adea, very adorable. Also on the album. 
Yeah. Um, saying the words blue water. And of course, niggas are <laughs> losing their minds for that. Same way we do. Anytime our faves children say words, we just kind of go yeah. crazy. <laughs> Kids can say anything. Remember when Blue Ivy fucked up her pronunciation of Beyonce and everybody I was, was like. literally going to say, do you remember Beyonce? <laughs> do you remember Beyonce? <laughs> we all were like, all that's like, your name. name. <laughs> What's your problem? <laughs> It's simply B-Sayé, bitch. We've never heard of anyone else. Call the courts and whoever <laughs> and change it and now. Fix it. Gee. Fix it. She said what she said. So, yeah. Beautiful. Oh yeah. I, I wish Kalani and her family the absolute best. Gorgeous song. Gorgeous album. Go listen to it. Uh, I'm going to leave it there because all I've got left is the fact that Kanye West is redesigning McDonald's package. Oh, no. Don't have time for that. And it's just like between him and what Balenciaga's got going on lately. <sighs> the designers want all of us to look like we in Mad Max Thunderdome. I don't have time. Like, okay. And, you know, I don't really wear the um, the Yeezums. Mm-hmm. People know how I feel about that shit, right? Um, but I do uh, partake in a little bit of the Balenciaga from time to time. So the fact that they out here, you know what? No, that's mind. right. No, that's if right. If you want to, you know, get your McDonald's in a Jetsons <laughs> cube or you know, eat it outside, eat it out of a, a fucking combat boot Mm-mm, no then boots look crazy too <laughs> if you if you're into that Kanye shit that's your business but otherwise if you're over here in the land of the rational thinkers with the rest of us I mean it his he he's just all his influence and 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 mm-hmm. whatever his taste is is really being it's it's everywhere right now. And I think it has less to do with general beauty or appeal and more to do with just influence and marketability. Yeah, absolutely. 100% it does. So I agree with you there, friend. All right, that's going to be it for the Hot Tops. And we're going to take a break, come back, read your letters, talk about whatever you lying about and shit, and then move on with our lives. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my mm-hmm. own personal things on the back end. And it really does work. 
pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology, we're parting ways, which makes me sad. But that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here are feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts all right we're back and it is now time for your listener letters yes it is send your questions to ask the read at gmail.com we may read them aloud on the show our first letter this week comes from helga and helga says hey chris lincoln fury my husband and I have two kids, one together and one from his previous relationship. After seeing the lack of planning for death happening over and over in the Black community and how it can wreak havoc on grieving families, especially blended families, I really want us to get our wills together. It's so important not only because we have property and savings and life insurance, but also because our kids are school age. And if something happens to us, I want to make sure they are in the care of the right people in the right way. And I just don't want my loved ones to worry about what to do if I pass away. I feel like taking care of my arrangements is a way of taking care of the people I love. After years of talking about it but not actually doing it, my husband admitted to me that he simply does not want to think about us dying. I didn't even think about his anxiety about that because I'm very practical. I'm just trying to handle business and protect our babies. And on top of that, the mother of our oldest son is raggedy as hell. We have him full time. That's what she said. <laughs> we have him full time. And though it's ultimately not my decision, I would be rolling over in my grave if I found out that baby ended up in an unhealthy home with his biological mom. How do y'all recommend I approach this with compassion with my husband, but also get the shit done? It would bring me so much peace. And I know it's the right thing to do, but we have to do it together. Love you guys. You're part of my self-care regimen. Thanks, Helga Pataki. <laughs> I knew it. You I did know it. it. You did know I it. I knew it. I was like, there's no way someone wrote in yep. as Helga. And it wasn't That's right. That's, yeah, it was. <laughs> um, kind of feel for your husband. Death is scary. It is. For people. 
Um, but I also completely understand where you're coming from. Um, especially this day and age, ain't shit promised. Um, if you have black or brown skin, you already know. Don't nobody give a fuck about your life or lack of yeah, Correct. So, having things in, um, matter of fact, hell, you've been reminding me to get some papers and shit. Listen. together. Same. I'm playing my damn self. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess maybe therapy would help a lot here just for uh for your man, <laughs> for you, and uh just getting to a place because obviously you have a sensitivity to how he feels about it because you write into our dumb black asses <laughs> asking <laughs> us for advice or whatever. <laughs> So I guess that's a good start. Um, <laughs> but you're also not like a professional. Like you, like I don't know how to guide someone through, mm-hmm. you know, fear and discomfort right. and anxiety when it comes to death and things. So yeah. like, he may need to talk to someone who can help him professionally. Um, just navigate those feelings mm-hmm. as well as. Um, tabling them somewhere important yeah so that work can be done to secure the future for the kids because mm-hmm. i imagine like this is going to be paperwork that would take i don't know let's say a couple weeks worth of work and shit yep and then that's that it's done you know what I mean? It, it it's taken care of, and you don't have to mill around in in the thoughts of, of death and right and familial loss and anguish. Um, but yeah, it's something. It's 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 like you said. I think it's something that he's just gonna have to get to a place where he can be practical about it. But being sensitive to how he feels is important because it's not like mm-hmm. irrational. Yeah. I mean, I think it's actually very understandable. Very few people want to think about their own death and what that will mean, especially like for the people that they're leaving behind. It's not like anybody's like, ooh, let me sit here and reminisce on what will happen when I die. Like that doesn't happen. So I get that. At the same time, death is a certainty for all of us. Yeah. And we don't know the day nor the hour. Most of us. And so um, I feel like as somebody who is also very practical, I would really want to say it to him like that. I would definitely want to be like, nigga, don't nobody want to think about this. And yet it is something that simply needs to be discussed regardless. Like when I was 10 years old, my parents went on a vacation and they were flying, which is not something my family did very often. And I remember my mother sitting me down and being like, if me and your daddy die in this plane, then this is what will happen to y'all. And I was just like, I must really be an adult (laughs) because, wow, (laughs) not me having this very grown conversation. But (laughs) yeah, and I mean, not saying that they necessarily made the right decision, but um, but what I am saying is that, like, it's important to be able to admit the reality of life to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if you don't sit down and tell your kids, if mommy and daddy 
<laughs> don't come home one day. This is what will happen. Like, not saying you need to do that. But I am saying that if there are things you specifically do not want to happen, you need to get that in writing. And you need to do that ASAP. Like, you can you can hope for the best with everything else, but if it's like under no circumstances should such and such be allowed to have custody of our child and this bitch lost custody for a reason and this is it. And if something happens to us, then this is their appointed guardian. Like you need to get that done. And so since this is your husband's biological child, it's probably going to be on him to really make that decision. Yeah. Um, first and foremost. So yeah, I would either try to explain to him like that. Like, look, nobody wants to, but we need to. And if something happens, we don't want to, we don't want to, you know, have this hanging over our heads of like, we didn't take care of our children and our deaths. And if he still doesn't get it, then I agree with you that therapy is probably the next best way to go to, to get him on that page. But y'all are married. And the, the issue that you seem to really have here is not just your child. Cause I feel like you're secure that your child will go with your family. And so you don't have to worry about that. But it's this stepchild of yours that you're like, ooh, his mama, a mess. And yeah. so, I mean, I love that you care that much about your stepchild, but like your husband yeah. really needs to be on board. So if if convincing him through words doesn't work, then I think being very patient in therapy is your only other option here. You you have yeah, to let people handy. work through it. I mean, can you can't force it. If that's not he your child. You can't do any documentation like that without his, without no, him no, no. being involved. I mean, maybe, no, I mean, it's going to say like, maybe, maybe if you have also adopted this child, but still the, you're, you would be one adoptive parent and he would still be the biological yeah, I, parent. So you definitely need your husband to be on board with this. So um, oh my god, niggas are so no, let me not do that. I get it. I mean, like, yeah. I've rated both my of y'all death for so long that I'm just like, oh girl. <laughs> like, no. Right. I and this is why I feel like all black people should have free health care and, and yep. especially free Same. therapy. And I think especially there need to be more organizations dedicated to the mental health care and therapy of black men specifically yep. and redirection and, and like adjustment mm -hmm. to just the way that they look at even starting at other black men and black women and yep. all of these things, because honestly, like we can, Oh, bust down this and, you know, <laughs> Gucci that and whatever the fuck all we want to and flex, flex, flex. But you niggas are hurting. Yep. And you're much. scared and you're lost and you're yep. misguided yep. and you don't have any fucking body to talk to about that. And you don't have the range or the understanding to even process the fact that you can have people to fucking talk to about that. And until you do, we're going to constantly be mixed matching all over the goddamn place Correct. because it's like, girl, we need y'all to be solid. We need you to be healthy. Yeah, And there isn't enough encouragement, I think, in specifically Black men 
being mentally, emotionally healthy and balanced. Because y'all got motherfuckers, niggas got y'all thinking that as long as you got a couple bands out here to to dress somebody up or buy a bag or a wit Mm -hmm. or whatever the fuck that you're that you're winning. But it's like, no. Not at all. That's not that's not shit. Like you have to really invest in your yourselves and your way of thinking and your mental fortitude. Niggas are out here scared. Yep. Of basic shit and it affects everybody around them. Yep. Oh, that's very true. Um, so yeah, Helga, best of luck. If conversations don't work, hopefully therapy does, but um, regardless for all of us, like we all have to come to terms with the fact that like we are not on this earth permanently. And so Which... making whatever plans we can for what happens after we're gone, um, it matters depending on whether we have people, <laughs> exactly. uh, people we are responsible for and, exactly. and y'all do. So exactly. Uh, but best of luck with getting that handled. Uh, let us know how it goes, please, sister. Our next letter comes from Ruby, who says, My husband and I were having a light debate about whether Kevin Samuels is valid in the way he demeaned women, which shouldn't even be debatable, but whatever. See, what I'm talking about now. Yeah. But in the middle of this debate, my husband mentioned that I wasn't a 10. Excuse me? Now you may be wondering if I'm your husband. This, I, you may be wondering if I'm writing this from jail, but no, I'm laying in bed, <laughs> watching him storm out, and he's in bed, and he's in the ground. Oh no, he's he's storming out of the home because well, he yet lives. Okay, <laughs> he tried to invalidate my hurt and anger at his comment, mind you. He followed it up with, "I mean, as a whole package, yeah, you attend, but on looks, honestly, Shut no, you're your not." What? <laughs> What? What? And then he said, but you don't need to be a 10 because you're a good person. And to me, that's as bad as saying, I mean, she ugly, but she got a good personality. Oh, fuck no, this nigga did not. I do have challenged self-esteem. Link jumped up. She (laughs) hopped up. She was comfortable in her bed. And she was like, oh, no mess. Look, see, there she go. Yeah, there she go. And so even though that last comment had me thinking divorce, I do want to ask y'all if y'all think I'm projecting my insecurities onto him instead of appreciating his honesty. Would you be mad if a partner said this to you? I started listening to y'all. Um ooh, after I went through some dark days. And I want to thank you so much for helping to keep the bad voices at bay love you and hope things are well thanks ruby oh ruby well thank you so much for the compliments sweetheart but let me say this a nigga telling me i'm not a 10 (laughs) and then talking about oh no you're a whole package but looks wise no you're not nigga looks wise i can't wait to divorce you let me fucking tell you something. You got me fucked up. Let me fucking tell you something, bitch. The fact that he ever listened to Kevin Samuels, I would be highly tempted to leave him off the strength of that alone. But then to turn around and tell you to your face that you're not a 10, why did you marry me if you didn't feel like I was the most gorgeous woman on earth? If you didn't feel like you would at least lie to me in that way. 
Why did you eat? Why are you even here? Let me fucking tell you something. Overall, you're a great package. What does that mean? You wash my drawers and you don't complain about it. Therefore, that makes up for the fact that you got a dog face. Oh, uh uh. You hide the knives. Okay, do you hear me? Hide the cutlery blocks. Hide the knives, because I'm killing All you, nigga. 14 to 15 pieces <laughs> of knives. Wow. The Are you out of your motherfucking everlasting godforsaken motherfucking black ass mind? How dare you? Who the f- you, like who says that? You don't need to be a 10 because you a good person. What? First of all, what? no shade, no tea, and you don't even have to entertain what I'm about to say. I'd love to see a photograph of this nigga. Oh, I was going to say the same to. thing. I I'd was going to say the to. same thing. Because the niggas who be like, oh, well, you, you, you ain't really a 10 anyway. You, I, I don't want to hear that. A, I give about an 8.5. Mm-hmm. You motherfucking ashy elbow booger wolf looking ass bitches right. be a 2.5 yourself. Exactly. And be the first one to be in line to rate somebody else. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. With your Fuzz werewolf in London beard. foot having asses. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you indeed. Woo. Mm. You need to be drafting up papers. I don't know what the fuck. You a Kevin Samuel standing, you gonna tell me to my motherfucking face that I ain't no goddamn 10 and then try and okay. butter me and talk about, oh, but your personality gives you a 10. But the looks, no. What fuck you did, bitch? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Let me tell you something. Go find you a 10 then. Do that. Go find you a 10 and let me know how that goes. You do that. And then I'll go find somebody who thinks I'm a 10. And we'll see how, we'll see who, who ends up in a, a healthy relationship first. I, I, I bet I'm supposed to be grateful for your honesty, huh? Well, mm-mm, no. Tell him, don't let Even a damn honestly, nigga break up your marriage. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Sweets. Sweets. Because <laughs> guess what? He can't give you a couch to sleep on. He barely he has He can't, one. okay? <laughs> don't let a nigga who died single on top of a girl he met the day before. Don't do not do that. Have you divorced <laughs> to the bitch that. you married? Don't do that. Oh, we. Mm-mm. I feel like your husband knows that you have challenged self-esteem, and that's why he's telling you, oh, well, looks-wise... You're not a 10, but you're a great person. So it makes up for it because, you know, you do things for me or you're in service to the rest of the world. So you being a good person makes up for the fact that you're fucking ugly. What? Absolutely not. I don't need that. And I'm not saying you should necessarily divorce him, but I am saying I don't think that you're like being wrong. I don't think you're projecting your insecurities. This is a fucked up thing for a husband to say to his wife. It would be a fucked up thing for a wife to say about her husband. It's fucked up. You know what I would need ratings on? Mm-mm. My meals on Postmates. Restaurants <laughs> on 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 the fucking delivery apps. Yeah. Okay, professional divers. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, ballroom dancers. Yeah. Houses, vulgars. Correct. That's where you can give me numbered ratings. Okay. Not on the looks of your fucking spouse, you bitch. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, this nigga went down to the Burlington factory and got a couple of discounts and 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 bust a couple of coupons on the counter. And you motherfuckers were like tabernacle. I'm worried. I'm I'm like. Ain't that I get hideous? worried about y'all. That's hideous. How dare a man say something like that to you? I mean, like... So I'm oh, supposed how- to just be married to you now. Knowing that that's how you feel about me? I'm supposed to just sit up in the bed with you every night? Knowing that's how to. you feel. Right. We don't have to do this. Oh, no, baby. You, you can you, go and find you a 10, but I bet you can't, bitch, because I guarantee that your I motherfucking you ass not a 10. is underneath three. <laughs> I mean, you you a good person. You, you ain't got to be a 10. Fuck you. And what does that mean? If I'm fine, I don't have to be a decent person because I'm fun to look at? So you'd rather have... Are you telling me that a beautiful wife who treats you like shit is the same as a... As a wife who is like a six or a seven, who is actually Munch good ass. to you, go for it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in regards to your questions, are you projecting your insecurities? I would say no. He is. He is illuminating your insecurities. I feel like he is putting your insecurities on display and then being like, "How dare you react to these?" But. Um, yeah, I don't think this is projection. I think this is your man actually being mad and um, and rude, honestly. This is a rude thing to say. Why would you marry me if you didn't feel like I was... A t- I, I, I really don't get that. I don't. I can't picture me being like, yes, I'll sign this contract to share my life and my finances and everything I acquire with you. But I don't think that you're attractive i don't i wouldn't consider you a 10 like i can't imagine saying that about my (laughs) spouse my spouse even if you didn't think that your spouse was a 10 no my spouse is the finest nigga of all time period (laughs) even if you're like well you know what you can be finer there's Rihanna, there's <laughs> Beyonce, there's Naomi Campbell. Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, even if that's yeah. the case, you are really ready and willing and comfortable mm-hmm. to say this honestly and earnestly to your spouse in defense yeah. of a dead nigga that don't Thank know you, you that was trash and was not married. Yeah. Yeah. That's really okay. what it is. In defense of Kevin Samuels, okay. Go go marry Kevin Samuels. Go follow Kevin Samuels and all of his ideas about the kind of type of wife that you're supposed to have. And you let me know how that works out for you. Or don't. You can actually just never contact me again. But go follow your daddy's teachings and leave me alone. If that's truly how you feel about it. Uh, a, a nigga telling me that I'm not a 10, but I'm a nice person, so that makes up for it. I feel like I would never get over that. That feels so disrespectful. I don't know how you, I mean. Yeah, that's very right. stank. That's very ugly. Like, literally never talk to me like that. That feels like, why don't you just spit in my damn face? <laughs> <laughs> just spit in my face. That's so rude. I'm sorry, Ruby, that your husband said that to you while y'all were having what was supposed to be like a lighthearted debate and ended up with him being in his feelings for some other reason. Um, y'all need role models. Yeah. 
but good luck with this conversation. Let us know what you decide to do. Our last letter comes from Joy, who says, Hey, y'all, I'm a 30-year-old single Black woman at a crossroads. On one hand, I make pretty good money doing HR at a Fortune 500 company. But on the other hand, I feel like I'm unhappy and unfulfilled in life. I have a lot of dreams that I want to pursue. But a large part of me just wants to say fuck it all. And it kind of feels like at this point, I don't really have a purpose in life. I recently joined the military to help me find my purpose and stay tethered. But the self-destructive thoughts keep popping up. When things have been rough for you guys, what made you push through and decide to still kick it on this dreadful rock we call Earth? I know I need professional help and I will get it, but I would still appreciate hearing your perspective. Thanks for what you do, Joy. Joy. Oh, girl, what a real ass question this is. Mm. Um, I would just say like... For me, I think um, remembering the the things that I still want to do that I have not yet had the opportunity to do has been important. Um, Surrounding myself with people who help me see my value as something other than like what I can produce for other people has been very important. Um, writing lists of things that like I want to do or want to see someday things I want to like be around for has been very useful Um, and remembering that like especially in this American society with everything as fucked up as it is and and honestly the more time goes on the more fucked up this country reveals itself to be like reminding myself that I am just a human who was born into this situation. I didn't make this situation. It is utterly fucked. And yet I am here. And so I'm doing my best with what I was given, but I didn't make the world this way. So yeah, really just clinging tight to my friends, the people who have chosen to be in my life and to love and support me um, the way that I am, the people who understand me and want to be there for me that has been um they have been my pillars uh more than anything else i'm sorry you're going through it and you feel like you're at a crossroads but all i will say like as far as advice is please don't let whatever place you're in as far as like work or career be what makes you define your worth as a person because i mean this is just a crazy place we're in a ridiculous world and people are are pushed and pressed to like pretend that they are things that they aren't and and try to be things that they're not and all that so yeah i think that's i think that's my main advice anything from you for joy friend um i don't really have advice and navigating I'm dealing myself also um you know I agree that we're all just here I didn't ask Mm -hmm. to be here 
Sure did. Not. And well, all of the uh, with the intersectionality that is my existence and um, the ways that my people of more than one community are beat up on. Uh, I just be here, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of the times it makes me want to feel like, you know, maybe just by my own wiring, the wiring I was birthed with, I feel the need to be like, no, I need to be a part of getting motherfuckers to understand. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I can do that to an extent, but also I am just one human being with, you know, um, whatever percent water and some rocks or whatever and that make people. And, and Amen. I need recharging and replenishing and rest just like any other living motherfucker walking around, whether they're privileged or not. Um, <clears throat> so I guess I say all that to say that, like, checking in with myself, giving myself a break, reminding myself that I can't fix the planet. I can only do the best that I can and hope for mm-hmm. the best in the process mm-hmm. is important. It doesn't always feel like it tips the scale in a helpful direction, but it is what it is. We ain't asked to have this shitty place be so shitty. We did not. Amen to that. So, um, yeah, there are small wins every now and then, even in the darkness, like Seeing Queen Latifah teach Kavio James how to play pool. That was beautiful. Never know oh, what a clip. Of, of yeah. Positivity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a, a beautiful moment. I was so glad they shared that. Just, <laughs> I was just like, this is what this is what I need. This yep. is literally what I needed. Yeah. That put a light Kavio on my entire anything. day. She could eat cereal. <laughs> And somebody posted, I'm just like, oh, this is literally what today needed. (laughs) I wonder if those, these kids will even, like, I hope one day they grow older and understand how much they saved some of us. (laughs) Just by being babies. Yeah. Just by being their sweet, innocent selves and, Mm -hmm. and being accessible on the internet for us to see them being adorable because it's just reminders that like we weren't born fucked up you know the world was fucked up yeah yeah the world did that to us and at one point we were adorable like that too at one point we were sweet and innocent and just like you couldn't tell me i wasn't sailor moon (laughs) god bless because wow sailor moon you know how i feel never made sense you couldn't tell me i wasn't sailor moon (laughs) You can tell, tell me that little I wasn't Jack a fucking the Black Ranger. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and you know, it's funny. It's just like when I was a kid, I really like a child, child. So like yeah. I don't know, six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. I really was under the impression that like, oh, I'm a kid, and like 
I play and rely on the parents and they get everything. Mm-hmm. They know the things. Oh, yeah. And they are the reason that the planet can spin. Nope. Just kidding. If it wasn't for adults, <laughs> the planet wouldn't spin. Wow. And we would all die because they know how to, like, make things happen. Yeah. You really And now feel here that I way. am as an adult saying, girl, I don't know how this motherfucker is spinning, bitch, because Correct. everybody on this rock is dumb. Correct. <laughs> so. It's true. You know, I guess there's something about tapping back into that that person. I guess we can also get to do that as queer people. Mm-hmm. Like, tap back into that person. It's just like, child. Yeah. The rest I'm, of this is I'm bullshit. I'm just Sailor Moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I watch Drag Race. I'm just Sailor Moon. Yeah. Because that's what Drag Race is. It's Moon Prison Power. It's people transforming into someone wow. that fights evil by Moonlight. I mean, I would love to argue with this, but so Moon's far, I cannot. I can't. You can't. Because I'm correct. I just need one of the girls who also hates Sailor Moon to, to come out and help me. With Call this. Megan the Stallion, I guess. <laughs> Megan hates Sailor the Moon. Sailor Moon is so good. Is it? I mean, it's not. Okay. I feel like it's nostalgia. It's and that's fine. And that's. <laughs> Right. She existed in a moment. The Sailor Moon reboot, she'll be a hard lesbian. <laughs> like you're energy in the show already. Right. Like it was already gay as hell, but Yeah. Um yeah, I just you know, we're all doing our very best and um, I encourage you in seeking out professional help, Joy. I think that's a very good idea. But uh, yeah, just just be gentle with yourself more than anything else. Stop being so hard on yourself when you are just trying to survive in a world that does not make it easy to do that. So yeah, um, be nice to yourself. What are we supposed to do? Literally nothing other than your very best. Do your very best. And we want you around. Stick around. Please stick around. We want you around. We need you. Um, No, no, I'm saying it. We need you. No, I mean, I too want you around. around. Yeah, no, I know. And that's what I'm telling you. Right. And that's what I'm saying. I get why you would argue with that. And I'm still saying no. Fuck that part of you that tells you to argue with that. We want you around. Please stick around. Um, you know what I try to tell myself? Tomorrow, there could be... The sky could crack open and we could all get a free Beyonce concert. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, that won't happen, but who knows? <laughs> Maybe the aliens have been Beyonce's all this time. We don't know. So maybe what I try to tell myself is the day after tomorrow... Okay. There could be some supernatural cosmic beauty that happens. Yeah. Where all the racist whites in the world just fall down dead. And then we get to really have, we get to turn the planet into Wakanda. We don't know. Maybe we'll get the Formation Tour on Blu-ray and and, and 4K (laughs) UHD home video. We don't know. Because you got to be here to find out. Exactly. And you'll be pretty pissed 
if you voluntarily check out and then that shit happens, like, wow, I could have been there for that. So (laughs) if nothing else helps, hopefully that does. But um, yes, please stick around. Please find somebody to talk to. We love you. Take care of yourself. That is going to wrap up the questions for this week. If you have a question for us, send it to asktheread at gmail.com. We're going to take another quick break and be right back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace, leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Okay, we are back, and it is now time for the read. Take it away. Okay. So I just have one or two things I want to talk about this week. First of all, um, this school shooting in Texas. I'm really not going to get too deep into the actual details of that because it's broke my heart in the same way that the Buffalo shooting did just with young people instead of older. So yeah, um, you could just go back and listen to what I said then if you are confused, but I do want to talk about what y'all have been doing to my nigga Quinta girl. Cause that was going to be mine. I'm so glad you felt that way because Quinta. So uh, Quinta Brunson, obviously creator, writer, star of Abbott elementary tweeted earlier today, about how so many people have asked for a school shooting episode of Abbott. Which is... Which is insane to me. But, um... And so I said that thinking, you know, that was going to be the worst of it and I was going to be able to let it go from there. But unfortunately, um, I was not... I am not able to let it go from there because... um. In that same thread, she then tweeted a screenshot of what somebody had written to her in reference to this topic. Oh, yes. And so she has cropped out their username. She hid their picture with a clown emoji because she's a sweet person. Class. Um, But she wrote from this person wrote to Quinta. This is just an idea for the eventual series finale, a school shooting episode to highlight the numerous ones in this nation. Formulate an angle that would get our government to understand why laws need to pass. Girl! I think Abbott Elementary can affect change. I love the show. This is where I said, oh no, y'all actually have got me full sucker fucked up. Because first of all, if actual dead 
children don't motivate the government, a TV show is not going to do it. If actual dead children, if families have to submit DNA samples because the children have been so mutilated that they cannot be recognized by their faces anymore, if that does not motivate the government to change, Nothing else will. The idea that it is somehow on Quinta and the rest of the people who are working on Abbott to make this happen is absurd. And I hate that y'all put that kind of pressure on black women, black people, really black creators in order to do something that can't just be entertainment, can't just be a fun, lighthearted thing that we can escape to, like a breath of fresh air, something wholesome for the whole goddamn family to be a part of. It can't be that all of a sudden it also has to take on the responsibility of getting the United States government to change the way they feel about guns as if that is even possible. But if it was possible, as if a black person could be the one to get them to change their mind about it, like, baby, I don't know where you've been, but movies and TV shows, different manners of media in America, they have already depicted this shit before. This is not school shootings didn't just start last year. And here come Abbott and Abbott is the first TV show since school shootings started. This has been depicted and it did not make no fucking difference. So I'm not sure why you think this girl show now in this day and age at this time would make any difference when none of the other pieces of media that, that have depicted this kind of violence have made any fucking difference. You didn't see higher learning. I saw her learning and nothing changed. You're asking this of a primarily black cast. And this is another thing. I feel like the people who are asking this are overwhelmingly, they got to be white because the rest of us, I feel like would really think twice or thrice before we said, hey, Quinta, how about you fuck up a bunch of black kids psychologically? Kids who are just actors, young actors, like, portraying six seven eight ten twelve year old kids because and that's viewers, the age right right and viewers like this is a this is on abc this is a family it's a show. family show but like let's just put them through all the bullshit like these kids already go through shooter drills anyway that's a new thing just that was not a to. thing when i was in elementary school learning how to prepare for somebody busting into your classroom and learning how jesus to like lock the door. And even if your own sibling is screaming at you to open the door and let them in, you can't do it because the gunman might be holding them hostage and then your whole class is dead. And you're putting that on kids and their teachers who make like $47,000 a year. You're putting that on them. I hate this place. As if the government might give a shit, even though they didn't when Sandy Hook happened, not to be incredibly fucking real. But if they didn't give a damn about a bunch of white children dying in Connecticut, girl, they're for goddamn sure not going to care about a bunch of brown kids dying in Texas girl. or a bunch of black kids dying in Philly you know that's or in where the fuck else. That was what blew my mind. That's you really exactly think they're going to care more about us than them? They looked at them white ass kids that died at Sandy Hook and said, oh, well. Started whole ass conspiracy theories and shit. Blaming like four-year-old babies, six-year-old babies and shit like Child. that. And just chucking up a deuce. Literally. At that point, Literally. I feel like y'all need to be real with yourselves and say you want to see it. You want to see a school shooting depicted on a show that is 
yes, Abbott talks about like real life shit that goes on. It talks about the actual hardships that the school faces, but that is about being underfunded. That is about the school not having the resources they need. That is not about children losing their goddamn lives on their way to science class. To your point, and 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 just covering like the overall entitlement of the viewers, like some of y'all motherfuckers just be feeling like you need to say something, you need to have a point, right? Yeah. And you yeah. feel like this show that is based in an elementary school now, for whatever reason, has a yep. responsibility yep. to write something traumatic yep. surrounding something because it's in the news. Because you just are again in your water cooler mentality where you feel like you need to have something to say, yeah. as if. Abbott Elementary has not already taken ex- like taken crazy stances mm-hmm. on like what is right for people in in yeah. in these school environments, not just the faculty but the children as well, and not and as if like the people in production at Abbott Elementary have not done literal physical things yep. to help teachers and students in the real world. Now y'all sitting up here and talking out of the side of your motherfucking necks and out of the side of your goddamn ass about writing a school shooting episode when they just finished season one because what? Because what? Because you want to feel grand on social media and feel yep. like you have a soapbox to stand on? Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Shut up. This isn't this isn't just like us. this is it, it's not just a water cooler conversation. There are numerous numerous families that are in pain I could not even begin to fathom right now yep and y'all sitting up here talking about about people about how to 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 fashion your entertainment shows for the following seasons so you can get what y'all bitches are weird and then to be like, do it for the series finale. The very last episode of Abbott that we ever get. You want it to be about black no, bodies dead in the goddamn hallway? No, Quinta said, I'm not even going to ask if y'all are okay because the answer is clearly no. The answer is clearly no. And she was a lot more diplomatic about it than I would have been. Like, <laughs> I have to give that to her because the way I would have dragged you niggas. Yeah. Like, literally, like Quinta said, this country is ruining y'all. It's fucking up y'all's brains to where you think this is a reasonable thing to ask. The government? Oh, I feel like Abbott could really be the catalyst for change. You really think that? You really think a fictional depiction of black children being gunned down at school is going to make a real life difference in this country? You must don't live in this country. I want to live in your reality where that actually makes fucking sense. Cause that don't make no goddamn sense over here in actual real life where the rest of us are dwelling. It does not. That's absolutely not going to happen. And you want the last impression of this show for the rest of us to be screaming, horrified black children. Please leave. (laughs) Please leave Quinta alone. Right. Please, please just leave Quinta alone. And honestly, I, I can't, I understand y'all don't care about black lives, but that doesn't mean black people don't care, especially about our own goddamn children. I don't want these babies, the actors, 
that we saw in the first season of this show to be subjected to that kind of bullshit because they are still children. And having them go through all that for what? For what? When they could be doing TikTok dances and step classes and desking and going on field trips and being children. School shootings, really? And then framing it as, oh, the government will do better if you do it, Quentin. No, the fuck they won't. If the government Woo. is not looking into the fam, the faces of families. Not at all. Who are burying Mm-mm. babies. Yep. At the hands of their completely Woo. ridiculous lack inconsiderate and irresponsible gun laws. Yeah. yeah. Sweetheart. A story arc and a black ass show on ABC. Yeah. It's not going to tip the needle. Yeah. We're passionate. Everyone is is really excitable right now. Mm-hmm. But I promise you okay getting Shoving yourself down the throats and necks and and spinal cords of writers mm-hmm. and entertainers. Right. It's not gonna do anything but agitate people that are probably already agitated, sis. Right. Call your governor, call your senator. I mean, call your Bro. governor instead of hitting up Quinta and Abbott Elementary, hit up Greg Abbott, the nigga who is actually in charge of Texas where anybody can buy semi-automatic weapons at like, I think at 18 with no background check and no training, no registration, no qualifications, just money and vibes. Anybody can do that and do whatever they want to with it from that point. And don't talk to me about more police being needed in schools or at schools because the police was there and let that nigga on campus any fucking way. And he had almost 40 minutes inside that school to do his will until somebody, Border Patrol agent, finally took his ass down. So don't talk to me about that either. Children are dead. I went to bed thinking it was 13, woke up and it was 19. And three teachers. Like, heartbroken. I don't even have to have a nephew for me to be sad about this. But I do. And he's about to be 10 next month. He is the same age as these kids. He lives in Texas. Like, right. Like, like I, I just can't even tell you what it feels like to see the headline mass shooting at Texas elementary school. I can't even tell you what that feels like as an aunt of a kid who is, who goes to a Texas elementary school and then read about that and feel guilty and horrible because you're relieved that it's not about your nephew this time. This time. But you never know when it'll be about the people you know or hell about me. I'm in school. And you just never know. You could be anywhere. That's how fucked up this country is. Black people be at church minding their business. Black people be at the goddamn grocery store. People be at school and then y'all got ice at the school after this shooting so that People who may be undocumented are afraid to go identify their children, pick up their children, comfort their children because they may be taken away from their kids. This place is fucked on a million different levels, man. But what y'all need to do is leave Quinta the fuck out of it. Do that. Leave Quinta and Abbott Elementary out of it. 
talk to people who can actually do something about it. Y'all putting more on Quinta than you are the elected officials whose job it is to do something about this. Hello? Is it me? (laughs) America's broadcasting company? That's not their job. Disney? That's not their job. Oh, that is what that stands for, ain't it? I I mean, I think so. (laughs) No, you're right. That's, That's literally it. It don't stand for A, B, C, D, F, G? Oh, no. I don't think so. I, I <laughs> think I think it's American Broadcasting Company. No, um, it literally is. Okay, just, amen. Yeah, I'm high on lipids or something. I don't know what the fuck my problem is. Like, I just want to say, yeah, I just wanted to make that very clear. Like, y'all are absolutely bullshitting in every way and and putting shit on Quinta that is not her burden to carry. And I just won't. I'm sorry. I will not stand for it. I cannot allow it. Talk to the people you elected. Joe Biden, how long will we let this go on? My nigga, you're the president. Truly, how long will y'all let this go on? How long will people who are allegedly Democrats let this go on? How long will Republicans, like y'all are losing people too. How long will y'all take checks and prioritize money over human lives? That's a great question, but it's one for y'all to answer. Not Quinta Brunson and the incredible cast of Abbott Elementary. Let them people do what they're doing, bringing joy and levity and warmth and sweetness and incredibly uh, smart insight into our lives. Let them do that and y'all do y'all's goddamn job and protect these kids. That's what you're supposed to be doing. You want them alive so goddamn bad. You're reversing abortion access all over the place. You ain't got no fucking formula to feed them. But if you want these kids to be here so bad, how about you make sure they have a quality of life? How about you make sure they can live? If you want them here so fucking bad. That's your job. If the government can't keep you alive, what the fuck is the point of the government? But that is it for me. I didn't have nothing else to say. I was just deeply disgusted by that entire conversation and and had to say something. So. Right. Okay. So that was actually going to be my read as well. I will say that um, alongside all of that, um, first of all, I hope that the likes of Judd Apatow, Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, Jim Carrey, all of the Hollywood girlies that were just bent into a pretzel over Will Smith and this slap. And Mm -hmm. just the the weeks-long traumatization See, girls, where you at? What you doing? What's going on? That's it. Have you been donating? Have you been calling the calls? What if we? Because I haven't heard anything yet. I mean, we're talking. We're we're fresh off the heels of two mass shootings. Okay, they're killing babies and black people. Babies trying to learn. Black folks trying to buy some groceries. It's and I'm what's what's up? Are y'all are y'all lying awake at night, terrorized with nightmares of these shootings? 
a lot of you have kids. A lot of you, you know, no, no black people or go to the supermarket. <laughs> What's where's 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 all the outrage? You truly live in a bubble all your own. And your concern and and your concerns are incredibly selfish and incredibly inside baseball and incredibly privileged. And you want people who live every everyday lives who are just trying to go down to Walmart and buy a fucking phone charger or something and then end up dead or just trying to send their fucking baby to go to school and learn how to fucking multiply or something like that and their baby end up dead. You're trying to like suck every bit of empathy, sympathy that you can out of them to continue to be fucking rich and privileged and whatever the fuck. And then when they are, when they're literally dying, where what you motherfuckers... We're talking to every microphone that you possibly could about how Will Smith has scarred you. And I haven't heard a goddamn thing about all these Negroes who died in Buffalo. I haven't heard a motherfucking thing. Y'all bitches are weird. And fuck you on top of it. I will say that. And to everybody who's on Quinta Brunson's dick, about rewriting the series finale of her motherfucking show like they didn't just wrap up season one, you weird bitches. <laughs> I would urge you to send that motherfucking energy over to all of these motherfuckers that have something to motherfucking say about two black people handling some motherfucking personal business at the goddamn Oscars. I don't give a fuck if you want, if you if you agreed or disagreed with Will Smith smacking the fuck out of Chris Rock, that was a nigga telling a joke and a nigga handling him about it. And you got all these white people out here trying to piece us up and frame the way that we look about it or whatever. And you sitting on either side of it because you don't like Jada. Bitch, you better shut the fuck up and w- wake the fuck up and look what, at, at what the fuck is actually going on out here. Because they traumatize over rich niggas doing basic. basic 101 violence to one another on on TV or whatever and niggas out here dying and we're not hearing nothing. You better get the fuck woke up out here this motherfucker tonight. Yeah. That said, I would also like to pass a read. Okay. Pass the read like we used to. This comes from did you give yourself a fake name? Oh, no, you did not. It says Vanessa. <laughs> okay. This email says, to the Princeton professor who fucked students for decades and <gasps> blaming getting fired on black people. Oh, wait. Joshua Katz, as far as I'm concerned, you and your musty who shot Harry Potter and the cursed, and the cursed John looking ass can go fuck all the way off. And there's a picture included. I, I get it. <gasps> Amen. You can go and find it because you have access to the email. The, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why the fuck can't you stop talking about black people when the topic of you fucking your white female students comes up? Most of us at the grad level who studied the ancient Mediterranean know that you have a serious reputation for sleeping with your students. You literally done it for decades and you've 
more than one ex who's prominent in the field. Shit started to hit the fan for you when you got engaged to someone who literally just stopped being your undergrad. And there were already investigations launched into your misconduct before the pandemic happened. In summer 2020, the Princeton faculty came together to write a letter outlining changes the institution could make towards racial equity. Cats. You then went out of your way to write your own op-ed piece about how someone needed to take a stand against the Negroes who were getting too uppity for wanting their institutions to actually change and support them. There's a link included in this email to it, which I read. Oh, wait. That's right. And then you got really fucking creepy in the middle of it, talking about watching Instagram live videos of one of the black students groups where you said that they were, quote, banging for blood, unquote. Basically making black folks sound unhinged and like animals. And like, you're in your 50s. So using a dog whistle to compare black people to animals is definitely old school. But do you regularly watch students on Instagram live? Or is that because your new wife is in her mid-20s? Just really fucking weird behavior all around. Cats. Everyone clocked your ass for it in 2020. You don't even give a fuck about conservative talking points. You just knew that the school was closing in on your nastiness and you needed an out. Criticizing black folks and dressing mm-hmm. yourself up as a smoke as a spokesman against wokeness was your lazy ass solution. And you knew that if you allied with conservatives, they would give they would have given a fuck about you fucking your students. Fast forward to this weekend, Princeton University, like the official school entity itself, decided to fire at fire your ass, revoke all your shit because you lied to them during the initial investigation and they caught your ass in literal multiple lies. The amount of incriminating emails that you sent out, like, do you think that your correspondence just disappears after you send it out into the world from your official Mm. email? You decided to pull all your shady shit in, in writing and then lie during the investigation about what you did. Your lies around this made the school look like a fucking fool, and that's literally the one thing that institutions can't stand. I thought you'd shut your mouth considering Princeton has lawyers that literally live for scenarios where they get to tear people apart. But no. Yesterday, you had to go in the fucking Wall Street Journal and again blame all this shit on, quote, the summer of George Floyd and try to say that the school is canceling you over trying to point out the secretly racist and illegal anti-racist document. Again, there's a link to that document as well you mentioned that you were already punished for sleeping with your student but that's not even the issue here because sadly ivy's care very little about that topic unless it reaches new skyfuls the issue is that you misrepresented facts about you how you engaged with your students and now princeton is de- desperately scrambling to save face and wow. you're really ready for all these details to come out you really want to keep throwing kindling at Princeton until they actually come and burn you to the ground. You really think you're going to be able to win a battle of reputation against a fucking Ivy when they literally have all the evidence stacked against you? But also, it doesn't matter because you've realized what so many white male academics with shady sexual practices among their students are beginning to realize in our racist-ass country. If they position themselves as diet anti-Black, they can hide any of their fucked up abusive practices under the umbrella of conservatism. So fuck you, fuck Princeton for allowing you to do this for decades and leave black people the fuck out of it. We all know that you're just doing, you're just going to do the same thing to your most recent wife that you've done to the rest. Sleep with another student once this one gets too old for you. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just hope she figures that out before she signs her life away of becoming a conservative pundit who spends her time screaming about black folks and proper Western civilization tradition on any platform she can in order to distract in order to distract herself from the fact that the man she chose to devote her life to is too busy fixating on fucking the barely legal. Gross. And y'all danced on Bonnie Wright's something to talk about at your wedding last summer. Wish y'all could actually talk about your own scandal that you seem to be so proud of instead of always dragging black folks into Ooh. it. But maybe that's it. The two of you need the black folks. The two of you need black folks to make your marriage exciting because without us, well, really, what is there? What do you have? Right. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves and try your best to keep black folks out of the process. Fuck you, Vanessa. P.S. Love the show, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just pissed. Oh, girl. <laughs> uh, I mean... And the fact that this bitch really does look like a muggle, that's like one of like two muggles on the planet yeah. that knows about the wizarding world. But like, I'm just disgusted. Like, this whole... I'm sick of men being nasty anyway, but the way she laid this out, I'm just like, God damn. And she's right. And she's, she's right. right. And she's He's right. He's literally written multiple pieces about how black people and the Black Lives Matter movement and cancel Girl, culture is uh-uh, the reason that he ain't no. got no job and not the reason and not no, because baby. he's been fucking stupid. No, baby. Cancel this. No, cancel your dick. Your dick is the reason. The you fact that you have bitch. no control over what you do with your dick and you have felt enabled to do whatever you want to with your dick, consequences be damned. That is why you are in this position right now you can't blame nobody but you yes for being a dumb weird bitch and honestly dumb weird bitch sums up i think the way i feel about most of y'all not only are you weird you're fucking stupid on top of that and then you bring the rest of us into it like we supposed to sit around and act like you not dumb and and fucking strange but whatever strange and dumb it is I don't know. We're here. We're queer. <laughs> we want to get married on the ocean. We yes. and we and we're trying our fucking best with this society being the way it is. Um. So thank you so much. Who passed that in? Would you say her name was Vanessa? Thank you, Vanessa, for sending that in. If you have a read you want to pass to us, please type that up. Send it over to passthereed at gmail dot com, and that is going to wrap up this week's episode of the show. Make sure you check us out at thisistheread.com. You can find our merch at shoptheread.com. And, of course, our Patreon over at patreon.com slash thereed. Anything else from you, friend, before we head out this week? Um, No, I don't think I have anything uh, this week extra special. But uh, thanks for listening uh, and checking us out. And mm-hmm. going, a lot of y'all going back and listening to old episodes. and. Yeah. That's sweet. Shout out to Rihanna's baby. And I'm out. <laughs> no right. Yes. Take care of yourselves, black people, and we will see y'all next week. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's hard lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. 
The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.